When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So Trav, I actually have used BetterHelp in the past and it was a really, really great experience. I loved my therapist. He gave me a lot of great tools that I still use to this day. You know, without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. Good news is therapy does work. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be, really. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapists in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And we've got a special offer for No Filler listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com slash NoFiller. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoFiller. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. With me, as always, is my brother, Travis. 
And today we are covering Pink Shiny Ultra Blast's album from 2015, Everything Else Matters. But first, dude, happy birthday. Oh, yeah. And you know what, Q? Yeah? Happy birthday. Oh, thanks, dude. This might be the first time we've actually recorded on our birthday, which is kind of cool. We may have, like, pretended like it was our birthday, you know, because episodes drop on a different day that we record. But yeah, and this is our birthday. The big three five. Yeah, that's true, man. Officially mid-30s. I feel pretty good about it, man. Actually, I feel great. Yeah. You know what? feels exactly like 34. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not noticing anything drastic yet. You know what I mean? Me neither. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, if you don't know, I, I mean, we mention it all the time, but we're, we're identical twin brothers. So that means that we share a birthday. That's how that know. works. Yeah. Yep. Among other things that we've shared over the years, including a podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. We've shared rooms. We've shared cars. We've shared wombs and rooms. If you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Well, yeah, today is our birthday. So what better way to, to spend it than to share some music with you all fine people that listen to this podcast. So thank you for tuning in with us on our birthday. Technically, not our birthday when you listen to this, but whatever. Let's not even, let's not, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, It's fine. Uh, like you said, Pink Shiny Ultra Blast is who we are talking about today. And we are out of the 90s, dude. We were out of the 90s last week, and we are still out of the 90s. We have been stuck in that decade for the majority of 2022, as far as the episodes that we've that we've done so far. But, um, you know, this is in the same wheelhouse of the type of music that we've been covering. Uh, 90s music that we've been covering. Same with Narrowhead last week, obviously, uh, which we talked about how Narrowhead in particular is like this perfect concoction of all things like... 90s alt rock uh with a little bit of pop punk thrown in there grunge shoegaze they kind of put everything into one perfect little package right pink shiny ultra blast is more of your traditional kind of shoegaze sound but they do some interesting things as well well what i picked up on that intro so that song was called holy forest um and i should say too that i'm not that familiar with this album or any of their other stuff you um i think it was lands End that you played or maybe it ended up on one of our best of yes. lists L- lands End was uh I th- it may have shown up on a what you heard but it definitely showed up on our top 100 tracks from the last decade mm-hmm. playlist on spotify not sure who who out there has uh followed that one but it's out there if you want to find it on spotify uh, but yeah i will be playing lands end again I was picking up on a little bit of math rock kind of guitar work. There is some of that. Yep. And that's what makes them interesting is some, a little bit of math rock type stuff. And, you know, they have more of a pop sensibility as far as like the melodies, really catchy riffs and hooks and stuff like that. And then her vocals are kind of like very ethereal and, you know, uh, Elizabeth Fraser-esque, which is the singer of Cocktail Twins, right? Well, and that's kind of where shoegaze has headed since the yeah. 90s, since its birth. It's it's right. leaning more towards, you know, kind of the vibe that you picture in your head when you hear the word dream pop, right? A little more upbeat and 
feel good. I guess it's more the the dream pop, right? <laughs> right. Which is one and the same with shoegaze. We have to tell you people every but, week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, all right, let's talk about these guys. And then we'll, we're just going to jump right out of tunes, Q. Here's what makes them unique. They are from... Where are they from? <laughs> What's the exact... Oh, Earth. They are from St. Petersburg, Russia. So this is Russian shoegaze. And um, yeah, apparently there's not much of a... You don't usually put those two together. There's not much of a scene, right? But um, yeah, I thought this was an interesting quote. This was from a... Uh, Interview that I'll be that I'll be citing from quite a bit on this episode. Uh, it sounds better with reverb.com, which is a t- dope blog name, right? Yeah, that's great. Um, but the interviewer asked them like um, just about the St. Petersburg music scene, right? In general, um, and I'm not sure who who answered this, uh, but this is somebody from the band said that um, it's definitely a bizarre place. A bit of solid mystical. No, I'm not going to be able to pronounce these Russian words. A solid mystical Dibuki feel from Gogol. A bit of creepy, bloody background from Dostoevsky. It has a distinct sense of decay and former splendor, which I think is a great metaphor for shoegaze, dude. Sense of decay, dude. That I mean, what better way to describe like? the fall of the soviet union you know and like sure maybe like the architecture of of some areas in russia just kind of urban decay you know yeah but what i like about uh, what i like about what this person is saying i don't remember which one it is that said this but to me it kind of describes their sound a little bit they go on to say it's a small place where geographically everything is within reach and young people mostly know each other the pace of life here is slow and summers feel long. Maybe it's the simultaneous sense of dead end and strangely enough room to make new things. The ambiguity of being on the margin and not in the center of the global scene. And then they say, as much as we sometimes feel isolated from the global musical scene, we also get a sense of inner freedom from its judgments and structure, which in turn probably enables us to explore more. So that's interesting to me, dude. They feel like because they're kind of isolated as far as like musical scenes go, there's no real musical scene for them to be a part of. So they feel like they're really separated from the global scene. That actually gives them like some freedom because they're not constrained, you know? Yeah. Which is cool. And I think, you know, that kind of plays into some of their sound. Anyway, so let me name the roster off real quick. And then we are going to play a track from their first EP. That actually came out like five years prior to this record that got them just like a little bit of buzz um, enough to kind of get them the attention of a record label and stuff like that. Or at least, it, you know, when they approached the record label that they ultimately got signed to, they were aware of them because they had heard the EP on MySpace, right? So anyway. MySpace. Wow, that dates it a little bit. Right. Yep, exactly. All right. So there's no last names here, but um, here we go. We got Igor on bass. Lee above is the singer. Sergey on, of course, there's a Sergey. There's always a Sergey. <laughs> Sergey on drums. Rustam on uh, synths and like electronics and stuff. And then Roman um, on guitars. So it was a five piece. Now it's down to a three piece on their newer stuff that they put out. But for the, their first EP and the album that we're talking about today, it was a five piece. So here we go. Let's just jump right in here. This album, I should say EP, 
is called Happy Songs for Happy Zombies. And I'm going to play a song here called Blaster. great man i can see how how that was enough to get him some attention yeah just a little sneak peek you know here's what i immediately thought of right at the beginning there before you hear her voice i thought of the cure a little bit okay i'm glad you said that cue because that's one of the things i hear quite a bit in and the songs that we're going to play today is like a new wave yes. influence as well right on the drums and stuff and the guitar so that maybe mixed with a little bit of Interpol as well. Yeah, totally. Just with the music here. Yeah, the guitar style, the reverb and stuff like that. Great drums too. And then her voice, yeah, so like airy and Yeah. And it's almost like you can't you know, you can't really decipher what she's saying, right? Maybe by design and the way that it's oh, recorded. Yeah, sure. And that's just the way that it the her how breathy the voice is and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It is worth noting that she is singing in English. Uh they like, you know, they, that's mentioned quite a bit and you know. Much like Kings of Convenience, they said that they chose to sing in English because it's more melodic. It's more you know? expressive, like, too. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. At least at least we still got that going on for us here. So some of the other influences that they mentioned uh, in this interview, at least, because they asked him point blank, like, hey, who are some of your influences? And um, they listed quite a robust list here, Q. Um, but here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list it off, or at least the ones that stood out to me. Stereolab. Which I just recently fell in love with. Hey, they just dropped a new single not that long ago. Oh, they did? Yeah. Uh, Stars of the Lid. Whoa. That's random. And that's interesting because quite a bit of ambient influence is on this list. Now, that's got to be kind of what plays into to how they 
Like the effects pedal. The synth layered kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cocktail Twins, of course. Steve Reich, which is another like ambient, like minimal music pioneer dude. Mm-hmm. And then they mentioned Astro Bright, which, um, of course. So if if you're like a a, shoe, a student of shoegaze, um, the, the 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 name Pink Shiny Ultra Blast might ring a bell to you, and that's because it's the name of a 2005 record by a band called Astro Bright. Another interview on PennyBlackMusic.co.uk. They were asked about the name, and Roman, the guitar player, said, uh, "Yeah, it was taken from a beloved album by Astro Bright. They had an album called Pink Shiny Ultra Blast." And we listened to that album many times, and we decided two weeks before our first gig to take this name because we like how it sounds. And then, um, you know, the interviewer asked him if the guy had any problem with him using his name. And he said, well, the front guy in the band uh, wrote to us and said, I'm not against this, but please tell people where you got the name from, <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> which, which he is do. doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, it is, it's, a, it's a cool name, Pink Shiny Ultra Blast. One word, no spaces. I think it kind of remind you know it makes you think of the the shimmer and the and you know and the cloudy etherealness of shoegaze, right? Oh, I like that. All right, so let's jump into the record here. And uh, Q, you know how I love to paint pictures. You love to do it, and how I love bands that have a nice long runway in a song. Oh yeah, this man. is one of those songs, dude. And we're gonna have to let it play for about four minutes. But that's again, dude. First track on the record. I love it when bands do this. We talked about Mr. Twin Sister on their self-titled, that song. I think it's called Sensitive. One of my favorites is um, Slow Dive's comeback record. Their self-titled, their first track is is like that, dude. It's one of my favorite songs of theirs. A lot of people are reminded of Slow Dive. This, this band reminds me of Slow Dive. Anyway, so here's, I, I feel like this is what they're doing with this song, dude. They're making sure you're comfortable. You know what I mean? They're like, hey, can I get you some popcorn? <laughs> you know, get your feet up. Are you nice and comfortable? Because we're about to go for a ride. Make sure you buckle up because we're about to blast off too. We're about to ultra blast off. We're about to, yeah. We're about to pink shiny ultra blast. Um, this is, I love this dude. And I love it when bands tell us what they want to be referred to as. Or like, you know, here's the genre that we, you know, identify as. This is great, man. It's my new favorite thing. Um, they, uh, they were asked by by the interviewer about how dynamic this record sounded and how spacious and dreamy it sounded. And, um, you know, as you heard from that, like, EP song that I just played, that was a pretty straightforward shoegaze, shoegazy kind of song, right? I know you said that it had some, like, new wave influences in it and stuff like that, but, you know, more straightforward. But what they said here, uh, it was great to have been able to play Dream Pop during the times of our first EP. But at a certain point, while working on this album, we realized we don't want to limit ourselves to only the means of shoegaze. In short, we've always wanted to play pop music with an explosive character, and that is what we call thunder pop. Oh man, why didn't that take <laughs> off? Which is perfect, and that's exactly this record. It's a great way to describe it because it's it's very pop forward and has a lot of great riffs and hooks and stuff like that. But then it packs the punch, kind of like Nero had said, of like some more straightforward like shoegaze noise and stuff like that. All right, here we go. So again, this is going to be a pretty lengthy clip, and then we're going to split it into two because this is almost a seven-minute song. 
But here's that nice runway. So sit back and just sort of, you know, let this kind of wash over you. So here you go. This is the opening track off of Everything Else Matters. The song is called Wish We Were.
that was lovely. So when the the bass line and the synth line came in, I was feeling some LCD sound system. Hmm. I can't say I'm all that familiar with them, to be honest with you. Just yeah, the the way that that it's kind of dancey, and then when the you know around the three and a half minute mark or whatever, when the guitar kicked in, yeah, and that and that drum beat, the the actual drum kit comes in. That was giving me some block party vibes. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of you know around the same era. And they've got that that math rock kind of quality to them, but but really really dancey, which is what they were all about. You know, bringing the the dance tunes to the garage rock revival. Yeah, I mean, I I, mean, I guess I guess block party had, had had sort of had their had their hits and stuff by then, so it's probably probably safe to say that. Pink Shiny Ultra Blast could have been influenced by some of the post-punk stuff of the 2000s, right? Oh, and LCD Sound System, for sure. Yeah. He was very influential on a lot of people. Yeah, and, you know, that's the kind of pop-forward kind of stuff that I'm talking about here. Yeah, and it's very dancey. Yeah, and if we talk about just the very slow build of that, and then you know that they are fans of Stars of the Lid and other, like, ambient minimal composers, it makes total sense that they would have it in them to do something like that because like that's kind of draw it out yeah that's what this kind of stuff is all about but talk about like setting the the table you know what i mean like welcoming you in you know that's what i like about uh, albums that have a nice long intro on the like first track of the record because it it basically like sets you up for like and sort of gets you in the in the in the mindset and, and and all that kind of stuff for like the experience that you're about to go through you know what i mean and this that that's what i love about this record and that track is it does it so perfectly well and now i'm not familiar with with a lot of their songs but the vocals at the very beginning dude sounded kind of like the cranberries Mm. and the way that she sings okay but again like i don't know if that's a that's a a common thing you know in the rest of their songs but that's what i was hearing yeah i uh you know, in the very beginning of that song, like her vocals are kind of layered on top of each other and stuff. They're very much like a more of like textural and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. I'm going to kick it back just a little bit and pick up where we left off so we can actually hear like the verse and stuff in the song. And then there's something really cool that happens toward the end of the song. All right, here we go. So again, we're picking up right where we left off. Again, the song is called Wish We Were.
if that doesn't get you pumped for the rest of the record, dude, you might need hearing aids. It's a perfect uh, opening opening track. Like, I don't know if it gets any better than that. And they, yeah, they, they basically lay it all out for you, you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, just move on. If you didn't like that, just move on. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it basically just gives you everything you need to know about Pink Shiny Ultra Blast. Yeah, it's a perfect, perfect intro track, dude. I love records that are like that. Yeah, just kind of lays it all out for you in track one. Exactly. I wonder if they added that last bit, the change up, as kind of like an unfinished idea for a song. You know, or like maybe it, it felt like it led to a better transition into track two, or if that was always how they wanted to end that song. Yeah, well, they, they talked about the, the songwriting process in the interview here. Just more about, like, if there's a chief songwriter or whatever. And they said uh, that it's always a collaboration. One of us can pitch an idea for a song, but it then would always be reviewed collectively. Making songs is a multi-step process for us, with first the carcass of a song taking form, bass, drums, and guitar, then vocals and keyboards taking up their places. The final version of a song can differ from the initial draft quite drastically, and it's always a matter of some collective consequent decisions. Nice. So like with a song like that, there's so many parts to it. It very well could have been, you know, especially that intro that's more like synth heavy and stuff, could have been just an idea that, you know, those members of the band were kicking around and then they add the vocals part. And then like, it feels kind of like it could have been, like they said, it's very collaborative. I can see a song like that getting made up of different parts, you know? Yeah. Very cool. All right. Let's skip to the next track here. And this is, I think the only other track that we're going to have multiple clips, but again, dude, another, the song is another, this might be my favorite on the record. Um, it's just fucking great, dude. So here we go. We're going to jump a couple tracks down. This song is called Metamorphosis.
That's a pink shiny ultra blast if I've ever heard one, dude. <laughs> dude, just wait. You're going to get blasted a couple <laughs> times more, dude, for sure. But um, I love how they they know how long to sit with something, if that makes sense. Like, Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that intro, that kind of, you know, it's sort of like her vocals sampled and sort of used as like a- Very image in heap. Yeah, but like they drew it out quite a bit. Um, but then the next part came in and you got to kind of live with that thing for a little bit. And then, you know what I mean? I feel like when it's done right, like it, it helps kind of, again, like I said with the first track, like kind of set the mood and like get you comfortable and stuff like that Yeah. before they change it. And that, that's why I like it because when they sit with something long enough, when it does change and how they, how they change is like, like drastically, like they crank up the fuzz and stuff like that quite a bit. And it's such a drastic change that like you can really feel it when it happens because they, they let that last part sit for long enough to like kind of make you feel comfortable with it. And then they change it, again, which is really cool. Speaking of changes, let's pick up and play the next clip here. All right. So, um, like I said, it's one of my favorite tracks on the record and you're about to see why. So here we go. This is the second clip from metamorphosis. It popped right in my face, dude. I like the vocals, and I like how it's very classic, like, loveless shoegaze, where you're like, you can barely hear what they're saying, because mm-hmm. it's just kind of washed away, Yeah, you know? But then they've got those bass and guitar lines that are very, like, Foles math rock, you know? It's like if Foles was a shoegaze band. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, toward the end there of that clip, like you were saying earlier, some Interpol a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's the, like angular guitar kind of stuff. Lots and lots of reverb, obviously. One thing that I thought was cool, because you don't typically get to 
to hear this unless you like subscribe to Guitar World magazine or something like that. They actually were asked about the gear that they use, and that, I'm just going to name it off because it's kind of cool. They have a very particular brand that they have fallen in love with called Strymon Effects Pedals, right? Because if this is shoegaze, it's all about the effects pedals, right? Sure. So if you're out there and you're a guitar player and you're like, hey, how do I sound like this? Get yourself a Big Sky Reverb pedal, an El Capitan Tape Echo, and a Timeline Delay pedal from Strymon Effects Pedals. There you go. Get those three and you'll be gazing at your shoes the whole time you play. You'll be thunder blasting and popping all over the place. Whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, let's jump ahead here to the next track. I don't know if I have anything else to say about this this band from like my notes here. So yeah, let's just uh, jump ahead here. And again, so if you're if you're a um, if you're a listener of the show, you may recognize the song. If if it was in fact played as what you heard, but it would have been years ago if I did. So. Um, I'm going to jump ahead here to a song called Land's End, which, as I mentioned, showed up on my top 100 of the last decade. And I think it's because we were purposely avoiding singles, you know what I mean? Yes. But anyway, nonetheless, it's a great track. Here we go. The song is called Land's End.
they're definitely like filling a void in this genre. You know, like with the energy that they bring and the the danciness to it. Well, they gave us the dude. They gave us a name for it, Thunder Pop. It's Thunder Pop. They created their own offshoot. You know what I mean? Off the the shoegaze branch or whatever. It was definitely something that we needed. And I feel like. Yeah, well, I you know, I th- to me, I think what this band does is, you know, how we always talk about how shoegaze and dream pop are the same thing, but they're very distinct. I feel like what they did was they merged the two. You know what I mean? Yeah, in a really, really great way. Because especially in that last clip, you know, where they just like tacked on a wall of sound, like classic shoegaze noise pop kind of sound just on the end of it just for good measure you know because like the rest of the song is very much a dream pop song in my opinion you know the guitar first of all the what what i love about this band is just how great the bass drum and guitar player work with one another like they're they're great man um and that delay and stuff on that guitar very like jangly guitar sounds almost too you know yeah and really really good sound on like the reverb is great uh, yeah, on her voice, on everything. Let me say this, dude, because I want to. I want to hear hear your thoughts on it. The beginning and the, I guess, the first half of the song. Here's what pops up into my head, dude. I'm in like a concrete stairwell, <laughs> maybe like a spiral staircase. Okay. And I'm and there's like I don't know some a window like every two or three floors, so it's nice, you know, lighting but not too bright. And I'm going up that staircase, dude. It just, <laughs> it just has the, the way that echoes. It just sounds like it, it, like I'm in like a concrete stairwell. Yeah. Well that's dude, that's that, uh, a big sky reverb and El Capitan tape echo. There it is. Strymon effects pedals that you're hearing there. One thing I liked about the way that this song, the verse, you know, she, you know, they're kind of taking you on this, like you're kind of going on this incline and then they get you right to where it's about to, Happening, then it kind of goes back down and then it goes back up. And what I love about that is, again, you're always anticipating like, okay, what are they going to do next? Especially if you're this far into the record and you know that these guys change it up on the dime. Like you're waiting, you know what I mean? And then the the payoff always happens, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Last song. And this, dude, prepare to get blasted. This song to me is, this is like their most poppy song as far as like, a catchy AF riff. And this just right out the gate, dude. They bring the thunder. Real quick, dude. Are 35-year-olds allowed to say AF? <sighs> Maybe I'm not allowed to say that anymore since I just turned 35. You know what? I'm just kidding, man. I, I, I'm you know cool what? with it. I'm going to say whatever I want. <laughs> All right, let's hear it, dude. I'm ready to get blasted. Ultra blasted. All right, now, let me just caveat. This is a single, okay? But it doesn't matter. We have to play it. It's got the perfect name, too. Just It describes it perfectly. Here we go. Buckle in, because we're about to blast off. This song is called Rave Star Supreme.
that's my favorite for sure. What a great song. Great song. I love the really like retro synth lines that they bring in, almost like chill wave mm. mm-hmm. or like, you know, hypnagogic pop. And that's not something you hear in, in shoegaze. Right. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, that could be, no, they don't list any of the keys, the keyboards. But uh, anyway, that's Rustum is his name or probably mispronouncing that, but that's the uh, synth pop dude. Um, But yeah, that's, I mean, that song right there is the perfect example of what they said their goal was with this record, which was to play pop music with an explosive character. That's it, dude. And to kind of steer into a different direction from that first record that you that you played the song from, where it's not yeah. just straight up dream pop, it's something different. Exactly. I mean, maybe you should call it Thunder Pop. I don't know. I think that's a pretty good way it's to describe Thunder it. It's Thunder Pop, dude. They they told us what to call it, and it's it describes it perfectly. Uh, so, yeah, dude, uh, this is one of my top ten shoegaze records. I think it's safe to say that. It's just it, it, every time I like any time I sit down to listen to it, like I I want to spend time with it. So like it's a track one through eight, like play the whole thing. You know what I mean? Live with it. You know what I mean? Like really experience it because like that's what this record's all about. Like the experience, you know. Well, that's another great thing about it. It's a pretty short record. 45 minutes, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a perfect length for a pop for a thunder pop record. <laughs> yeah. So what's interesting is like I said, I, I they they became a three piece uh, after this. And so their sound changed a little bit. And it it seems to me like their next record was called Grand Feathered, came out in 2016. And it feels like they they lean more toward the dancey poppy stuff. There's still that the, the 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 reverb and all that stuff, her vocals and stuff are still there. But I think losing two other members, you know, they you know kind of forced them to change their their approach a little bit. So does this still have the dancey math rock feel to yes. it? Yes. With the guitar yeah, there's still some of that. picking yeah. and everything. Okay, cool. I'm just saying they're leaning more toward the uh more toward the pop, I guess, you know? Which is seems like that's kind of where they're going. Anyway, uh, yeah, again, man, one of my favorite shoegaze records, probably of all time, top 10. And it's just a blast to listen to. You see what I did? Uh, yeah, dude. Just one of those records, man, that you got to spend some time with. And like I said, they, they really like kind of just welcome you in. You know what I mean? Like, come on, spend some time with us. The water's fine. Yeah. Get popped. <laughs> Get thunder popped. Yeah. Fantastic, dude. Love it. Great record, man. And, um, you know, I played a, a good portion of the record. There's maybe four songs I didn't play. Uh, if you include Holy Forest, the, the intro that I played. Um, but yeah, check it out if you need more convincing. Again, it's called Everything Else Matters by Pink Shiny Older Blast. Check it out. All right. Next week, I think we have, we, we kind of decided maybe a few weeks back to sort of stick in the 2000s and, and talk about some more modern modern shoegaze bands. So I think we're going to talk about either Nothing or I think there's another band. Nothing be, meaning the artist. I'm not saying that we're just going to talk about nothing. Sit around and talk about nothing. Uh, here we go. It was Okay, so we're if we stick with one of the two, we're going to do either Guilty of Everything by Nothing or Aurora by a band called Slow Crush. 
which I don't know. That might be the first time that they've ever appeared on the on the show. I may have brought one of their songs for what you heard, but I don't know Slow if Crush, I know anything by them. They're great, man, and um, they're kind of more more along the aggressive dream pop side. Yeah, let's do them. Let's do Slow Crush next. I think that'd be a good transition to lead us into nothing for the for the following week. Yeah, I think that'll be a good transition. Um, yeah, another great modern shoegaze band. I guess you could call it new gaze. That's the term that cool kids are using. Anyway, that was a blast, man. That was an, that was an ultra blast. It was a pink, shiny ultra blast for sure. All right. Well, check us out on Instagram. If you don't already follow us, just search for No Filler Podcast and we will pop up. And um, yeah, shoot us a message. You know, we like to hear from the listeners. And, you know, lately we've been getting a lot of, uh, getting a lot of messages on there, a lot which of love. is great. It's been great. A lot of love. Keep sending the love. Give us your recommendations for artists you'd like us to talk about. Send us like a song that you've been listening to on repeat lately. And, you know, we might throw it into our next What You Heard episode. We try to do that. Um, so, yeah, Instagram. And, of course, you can find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. That is the home of many great music podcasts. Q. Dozens. So if you like this show, chances are you'll find a few more under the Pantheon Podcast Network umbrella of shows that you would like. Uh, so check them out, pantheonpodcast.com, or search for the main Pantheon feed on any podcast player. And if you subscribe to that, you would get all of our new episodes and all the new episodes from every single show in one feed to make your life easier. You probably get a new episode every day, multiple every day. Multiple, At this yeah. point with the amount of shows that we have in the network. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Check them out, pantheonpodcast.com. And yeah, that's it. Next week, we'll talk about Slow Crush, their 2018 record, Aurora. Thanks for spending time with us on our birthday. Yeah. I enjoyed every minute of it. It's good fun, dude. Good fun. This is how you ring in 35 in front of a microphone. Big 3-5, dude. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys next week. My name is Travis. And I'm Quentin. Take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.